The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast found exclusively on the network at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Sean Fritz, Mr. Dusty Man. Mm, I don't know what I was last week. <laughs> Dude, you, what you should have done when you were coughing and people are looking at you like you're crazy, you just, I got the black lung pop. <laughs> Did you ever see yeah. Zoolander? Or, uh, uh, Zoolander, yeah? It's been a long time. (laughs) Dude, I love that movie. What Chris is referencing is that I was out of town last week, and uh, let's just say that the network rooms that I went to were half network devices and half dust bowl. and (laughs) They're like jigsaw traps. (laughs) More or less, and and it was like a laser grid. (laughs) And and I uh, I had started coughing at one point and started getting really dirty looks. And uh, I had to say, no, no, I have a paper that says I don't have coronavirus. It's just the dust right here. If you would like to look, I will step out of the way. And nobody took me up on that offer. That's amazing. They stopped caring at that point. <laughs> They're like, go, go climb up in the spider webs. Dude, there's no, no way. Geez. You're not, I'm not doing that, dude. I'm telling you. If I walked into a room uh, and looked up and saw wires covered in spider webs. I looked at them and been like, yeah, I have no problem doing this for you, but somebody's got to clean that up. I'm not doing that. Well, and here's the, here's the, here's what I didn't tell you. That was in a, it, that building was a barn that was renovated to be a bank branch. And the basement where everything was, was a canning cellar. You oh know, my where you, God. It's yeah. just cold by design. It's stone walls. You just, and it's, Hmm. They did nothing to like. Let's just build some walls around this. Put some some insulation between them. Let's go. Well, with the trick is it's a historical building too, uh, so you can only make so many things. But why put everything down there? Put it up where flowers bloom, where babies cry, and whatever the rest of that <laughs> South Park lyric is. <laughs> oh man, dude, yeah, you can. You know, you're not going to catch me messing with that. I I don't do spiders at all, at all. How about giant, very well hearing aliens? Yeah, I was gonna or, say I, this is gonna be interesting. So we're speaking gonna of basements. We're gonna be talking about <laughs> this. Uh, so the movie Sean's referencing that we watched for you guys today. As I said, we're a movie review podcast. We're not talking about cleaning old barns. Uh, the movie we watched this week was A Quiet Place. It's okay. It's okay. You're safe. They can't hear us. It worked. You just need to rest now. Where are they? Where are they? I'll find them. 
she was with me and and then I had to go and do laundry and he was with you. How did he? Rockets. So he'd still be there. I'm sure he is. He knows to wait for you. And she is. She's smart. She'll have found a place. They know what to do. A Quiet Place, uh, directed by John Krasinski. I didn't realize that until it came up in the credits at the end. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, he directed it. Um, he did a lot on this. He directed it. He was one of the main EP producers. executive producers. He did the final pass on the script. And star you know was i would say casting too casting right he got his wife the 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 job as well basically that he he cast himself as the lead and cast her as as the you know second lead no she got top billed on credits did she really yeah oh i guess yeah she's got she has a little bit more pull in the in the you know hollywood world than i mean he's just jim halpert right that's a big deal but i don't know he's also jack ryan was he jack ryan when he did the film uh, I don't know when they filmed. Uh, it looks like in 2017 is when they filmed it. And I think the first Jack Ryan came out before that. Okay. And he was executive producer, just executive producer on that. He wasn't director. Interesting too, like man, that. right? Like interesting that Jim Halpert is 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 throwing his name around as kind of like a heavyweight in Hollywood. Because one of the things I saw is this film won a lot of awards. Like you look on the Wikipedia and it's got like a whole list of awards that this thing has won. Um so the first season premiered 2018 and it travels like it goes worldwide. So I'm, I'm pretty certain that they had filmed this well before A Quiet Place and then post-production stitching it all together. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. This. Uh, so, yeah, this film. Well, so here's here's the thing behind it. So I'm just going to read this off Wikipedia real quick. Quiet Place is a 2018 American horror film directed and starring uh, John Krasinski. As we said, uh, the plot revolves around a father and a mother who struggle to survive and raise their children in a post-apocalyptic world inhabited by blind monsters with an acute sense of hearing. This is what you were referencing here. Um, It was actually back in 2016, right? So Beck and Woods, the two guys that wrote the script, were developing this story in college. In July of 2016, Krasinski read the spec script and was hired to direct. And then he also helped rewrite the script in March of the following year. So that's what you were talking about when you said he got the final pass. Um, I had never seen this film. You have never seen this film. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things we just did. You know, we threw it out there and said, let's do it. It's a newer film. And I kind of like this idea of watching films that we haven't seen before, just because it's kind of nice to come back. Unless it's something we haven't seen in forever, you know, and kind of revisit um, but a quiet place, man. I, I watched it last night. Aaron and I watched it. I have a lot to say about this film today, so I don't want to, I don't want to give it all up here in my intro, but yeah, it definitely was something that, that left me wanting to talk about it. Oh yeah. It, I mean, and you know, the whole reason that, that I said, Hey, let's do this movie is because is just from watching the birds last week. Mm-hmm that last scene where he's got to tiptoe around those birds and get to the car and be real quiet. Yeah. Like, that reminds me of the trailer, yeah. The trailer for this movie and and I wonder what what parallels there are, what influences and and so on and so forth and it was a good excuse to check get the movie on Amazon. Heck yeah. So uh let's get right into it, dude. Let's get into the plot. Like it said, right? It's this mother and father who is trying who are trying to protect their kids in this world 
uh, three kids, right, in this world of of whatever these creatures are. They don't know what. That's the thing. No, right? And um, it's interesting, right? So that's all I could say about the plot. So if, if we could tell you the story, like the story starts with them, you know, opening it, it and, and immediately it's all silent. Like there's sign language, American sign language. I loved language, it. Right? I loved it. It was great. It really <laughs> set the tone right away. You're so like, how does it work when you're music? watching subtitles with American sign language? They don't, they, so they, I'm assuming that you watched it without subtitles. <laughs> and yeah. when they did the hand motions, they, they show, they showed the words at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. So subtitles don't if there are already built-in subtitles. Gotcha. I was wondering if it came up in in parentheses just saying American Sign Language, you know what I mean, or something like that. No, uh, but it will do. It will say like if um, like when they whispered, mm-hmm. it said in brackets whispering. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, so yeah, should we be whis- should we be whispering? No. <laughs> so Can you imagine doing the entire episode that way? A quiet place. No, that would be amazing. Actually, let's do. And then out of nowhere, we just scream. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then we immediately have zero listeners. But we'll get like we'll get a million ASMR listeners, and they're like, "It screamed just right when I needed to wake up from my nap." Perfect. Um, No, so yeah, so we followed at the beginning of the film. You see John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um, and we find out that their daughter, the oldest of their daughters, she's like maybe 13, 12, 13. In that, um, yeah. She's old enough she, to be angsty. Yes, exactly. And she's she's deaf. She has a hearing, you know, a hearing aid on, um, but a hearing device. What's it? Cochlear? Is that what you said? A, it's called a cochlear implant. So she's got one of those. Um, there's a little, little boy, maybe maybe six, six years old, four, oh, four, even younger, dude, four years old. Okay. There's going to be about some, the youngest. This, yes. There's going to be stuff we're talking about here now that I know he's four. And then the mm-hmm. other kid is probably like eight, right? Nine, 10. The, the other boy. Know. I saw it somewhere, but, uh, yeah. So the four year old Bo, that's the youngest. Reagan is the oldest. She's the daughter. <laughs> and Evelyn is the mom. Um, Mark, Marcus, is, uh, Lee is the old man, is John. Okay. And Marcus is the middle child. Okay. Uh, I'm so, just looking, I'm skimming through here. I don't see the age specifically. Say, it's a roundabout here. though. Like that's basically the range in these Between kids. Between eight right? and 10, old enough to have to learn yeah. how to be a man. So it opens up with them kind of raiding a, a pharmacy um, and we're never told why this kid needs medicine for something. The mom gets the medicine and gives him the medicine. Um, and this, the, the youngest of the boys, this little four year olds running around and running around. And he finds this little um, toy of a shuttle space shuttle. And he wants to take it with them as they're all leaving. And we know everything's weird. You know, you already kind of know what the premise is. So we, we see the sign language and the dad's like, no, you can't take this. And he, he pulls the batteries out of the thing and puts it on the counter. Mm hmm. So as the family leaves, the 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 girl, the older girl, um, looks at her younger brother and thinks, you know, he can still have the toy, right? So she gives him the toy, doesn't give him the batteries. Then this little kid decides, I'm going to take the batteries with me. This is the all all the opening of the movie. And listen, spoilers, because you're just going to hear us talk about all this stuff. And I think anybody that listens to our shows knows they're spoilers. Well, and I don't think with this one especially, it's a family that tries to live in silence because there's an unknown entity that... Will will you know the tagline of the movie is if they hear you they will hunt you. Yeah, that's really all you can tell without yeah spoiling anything. Yeah, 
Uh, but unfortunately, there are some twists and turns in this movie too. Yeah, unfortunately, this little kid decides he's going to play off that play that toy. He puts the batteries in, and here comes the sound, and that's the the tragic beginning. Right? We see that they lose a kid. Then we fast. So I forgot to say this. This is ninety days into whatever the event was. Right. After ninety days after arrival or yeah. assimilation, not whatever assimilation, it is, but yeah. over winning or, or losing, as it were, infestation, whatever, right? Yeah. Then we fast forward to four hundred and something days into the future, four hundred and fifty or four hundred seventy something. And now they're it's like living a year, over they're a basic, year later. Yeah, they're basically living with this. Like this is how we live. They have a house. They have it all set up with lights and. So, like use the house. Yeah, I just don't. I don't want to go through the entire movie, but basically, it all takes place within a day. Yeah, right. All within a day, this whole big event kind of goes down. So, it's interesting though. Like, just when you say it takes place in a day, yeah, you think, what happens in the course of a day? Well, so far today, what did I do? I woke yeah. up, talked to the missus. Yeah, we had breakfast. Yep. We I swept the the floor in the living room. Nice. It was eventful. Good boy. And then I text you. Yep. We're sitting here. I pet the cat. They got fed. <laughs> and we've been I talking. Mean, how exciting does all that sound? None. No, so, it's like reality TV. This is like... Whew, everything not, that could happen so in a day happened in a day. Yeah, but you see like survivalist mentality and like what, what has been learned is very shorthand. Like, for example, they go to the river and the river makes noise. So because it makes a continual noise, it's just background noise to these hunters, let's call them. Uh, and then there's a waterfall and they go in behind the waterfall. And I don't know, was he trying to show his son this or was he trying to scare the shit out of him? No, he's trying to he show just, him. Yeah, yeah I took screams. it like he was trying to show him. Yeah. Yeah, he screams from behind the waterfall and his son about loses his mind. Yeah. But it does set up something later in the future. Or and he's the, teaching them. He's teaching them yeah. if there's a louder sound, then you mm -hmm. can speak at a certain volume or be as loud as mm -hmm. that sound. You just can't be louder than that sound. But later on in the movie, that informs his shorthand of go make noise to distract them from mom. Yeah. For because, very, yeah. very notable reasons later on in the movie. Um, which, what a selfish decision. I got to tell you overall, dude... This I left this I gotta say this I have to say it now I left this movie when it ended just going like that's all I was like really and I looked at Aaron and I literally looked at her and I goes I don't get what all the fuss was about like this thing got a lot of hype and a lot of awards and I'll tell you why from the way I saw it like I saw the opening I saw all this happening right and then we fast forward and so we're kind of watching them live the first thing that well the first thing that bothered me was that you already know what these things are like and you let your four-year-old walk all the way in the back by mm -hmm. himself. Like, you know that all he had to do is step on a large branch even and, and here come well, these things. Well, I, I don't know if he did it on that pathway, but did you notice that they had sand everywhere because yeah. it would absorb the, the, yeah. the sound? Yeah. And he, when that raccoon got got, he went out and he repatched it so that, and, the floor in the house, which they didn't live in, the boards that would not creak were painted. Same with the steps. So you knew where to step. That's what mm -hmm. I was telling Aaron. I'm like, check it out. They told you they, they have it where to step on here, which is cool. That's what I did like about this movie was there was a lot of of um, attention, attention paid to detail. to detail. 
when you saw them running around in the in the uh, the the pharmacy, did you notice all the chip bags were left? You could see all the chips hanging. All Ooh. that food was hanging there. Nobody would touch chip I, bags. I didn't notice anything that. that had cellophane was all hanging. Nobody had touched oh. it. Right? How many Ooh. bottles of pills were there? Because they're so loud. Right? That just the the, the slightest rattle. I did, you know, so there's a lot I liked about the film. The plot was not one of them. There were so many things I was just like, oh, and I just feel like I wanted more because here's the thing. You have a movie that's that has the most minimal of dialogue, right? You have to do something that helps fill in some story or something. You just, I just, I guess it's because I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to just kind of being dropped into something like, like out of nowhere. Boom. I like starting that way. But I like something to tell me how we got there or or build something up. But instead, it was more like, boom, here, experience this. And then, boom, we're taking you back out of it. There's nothing else. You're not allowed. Like, I don't know. For me, I needed a little more because not that I, I, I was confused as to what was happening. It just felt flimsy. It felt like it could have been much more. It was only an hour and a half. And mm-hmm. I feel like something like this would easily you know, you could easily do two hour movie and just add some of the extra stuff to kind of really fill in some meat with the story. Um, but like I said, other than that, we're going to get into the other parts of the, you know, the way we rate this film and, and I have nothing bad to say for me, plot stuff. Like I said, the little kid walking in the back, I'm like, come on, dude, you like and knowing what you're knowing in this world. Why, why would you let your kid just walk by himself even as a parent? Like, you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you yeah. be protective? Make sure well, you walk between us or you're with us up here. But at the same time, you yes, there should always be someone in the back, someone yeah. in the front who can make decisions. However, the decision was made, no spaceship, no noise. Yeah. But then because Bo, that was his name, right? Bo, the little one. That's the funny thing too. They have names and I didn't even know they had names. No. I mean, <laughs> I think we heard Lee once. Did I think we? we heard that. Maybe, but uh, so I think really what the struggle of this movie is, is everybody trying to understand the deaf, you know, pre-movie, everyone trying to understand how it is to be deaf and live in that world. Mm-hmm. And then the deaf, the deaf daughter who really is deaf, by the way. Yeah, I the, love that. The, I saw the that. actress is deaf. And, you know, lends her expertise being as old as she is, you know, still can inform the movie, which I thought was great and Mm -hmm. using real sign language as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I wonder because did you notice that when she had her cochlear on, there was this and they would cut to her. All the sound would go out, but there was a slight hum. But when she Mm -hmm. turned it off dead silence mm-hmm. i wonder if that was like she told them that that's what it's like you know to, to be able to inform the sound design on this and we'll get into that I, I later think so, yeah. yeah but it you know so then hard shift to everyone has to be silent not only live in silence but to not make sound you know to the point where they're cooking underground in the floorboards you know mm-hmm. almost like a pig like a pig yeah. roast um and you know i think they were using lettuce wraps which not lettuce romaine which is not crunchy um and and uh like almost like a like a cutting board or a charger yeah uh, of wood because it's absorbent yeah aaron goes we were watching it aaron goes they don't even have plates i'm like no it would make noise any any even, clinking would make even noise. Pa- paper plates and flatware just so yeah she was just plastic like, oh, flatware oh you're right yeah like like you said the attention to detail in this is 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 uncanny yes 100 percent. 
I think the other part of the story that's kind of unfolded about halfway through is that the dad and the son, the dad by default picks the son to do the guy stuff, so to speak. Aaron you said know, that the, right the away. Fa- well, so did, so did the She's missus. like, oh, that's so great. E. That's great. Those are, they have to, she's like, they have to really push those gender roles, huh? Well, but because but the you're, daughter you're right. is, she thinks that he doesn't, because of the, the, the bow being killed at the very beginning of the movie, she thinks that he is going around her, you know, avoiding her and, and, and discussing it. And what, because it's been over a year about, uh, I think it was 13 months. Right. Um, and she blames herself for it because she gave him the toy and, and he took the batteries and, you know, but, but I think that, you know, and, and, and there is a, a redemption, so it's not redemption, but like a, uh, an, a, there's a come to understanding type moment toward the end of the movie. But I think part of that too, it's very subtle in the plot and maybe that could be played up a little bit more because she gets angsty and storms off, which also again, going to the parenting. Yeah. There's a bit of a distraction going on, but you know, there's, and I totally, you, you, you can, that's the thing. I, I, when I say it was flimsy, it's because those things were there and they could have had added more meat to it and made you a little bit, you know, more involved with that, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it was for me. I just, I felt like I needed more in terms of, of that because that was a big piece of it that they could have played on to more. Uh, the, the relationship with the son and how the son, you know, feels that could have been played into more. We could have got a little bit more into maybe, I don't know, interacting with maybe one or two other people in that world to kind of get an idea of what's happening. I don't know. It just, again, it's not a, it, and I can't, I was telling Aaron this this morning. It's not a bad movie at all. It's not at all. I just felt like the plot was, it was the weakest piece of the entire movie. Um, and there, again, there were a lot of things that just didn't make sense. So the other piece that didn't make sense here is, you know what you're living like, right? You know what this is, what this is. Why would you try to get pregnant? Why would you get pregnant? Do you know what I mean? That I don't understand. But so, <laughs> I'm like, hey, real, I get it quick. for the story. They're yeah. going to put that in there. there that's part str- of the story. But there like, has to be an issue. You have to think story. to yourself, like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Although. Unless it, it's immaculate. So, okay. So one second. Yeah. <laughs> Sentence number one on wiki of the plot. Most of the Earth's population has been annihilated by blind creatures with hypersensitive hearing that attack anything make that makes noise. So, there's nothing to tell us most of the world's population. No, but I think part of like when they when they're on the grain tower, or the water tower or whatever, which mm-hmm. is way off in the distance from the house, by the way, um, when, when he lights that thing up every night at whatever time and mm-hmm. you see all the other ones like way in the distance. Mm hmm. I think that's to show that either everybody lives on a farm now or that, um, what is it, that um, people are spread out, like very spread out. Mm-hmm. And for for good reason. You know, you have to either, either self-sufficient or you trade, but then you got to make noise. I just assumed they were just get, out in the, like out there in, you know, the Midwest in the country somewhere. Like I just assumed that that was just the plot of land that they, they were hold, hold up in. I didn't see that as like this kind of barren world where everyone's more spread out at all. Well, he had copies of the New York post mm-hmm. and there were some, actually they didn't have copies. They were on the, um, well, he did have the headlines, mm-hmm. um, with his, he, the only thing missing was that yellow or the red yarn. Yeah. 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 But, 
you know, when they went in the first scene, when they were out looking for medicine, they did, they did have um, those newspaper, you know, put your 50 cents in and take, please just take one, not all of them. Um, Yeah. Take all of them and sell them off (laughs) yourself. But they had, you know, they had like New York Post in there, which could be anywhere, quite frankly, but it's going to be in most major cities. So Mm. I'm assuming that it, it was a lot of farmland. So yeah, it could be upstate New York. It could oh yeah, be, it could be upstate. You know, South Central Pennsylvania. It could be the Midwest, the Plains areas. We don't really know where. Um, it's That's what I'm saying. Water. So there were things. So when I went, when I was done watching that, I went to the Wikipedia and I was reading it, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I'm like, first of all, all these characters had names. I didn't know that. I said, second, they have, uh, you know, some of the stuff you were saying. It was like there's a whole lot of backstory to it that if unless like that again there's no way you would have known that leaving the theater or finishing this movie on first viewing you know what i mean mm-hmm. again it like a, again it's not a bad movie at all and it was enjoyable to watch but i feel like there was these things that i was just like come on why would it go that way why would you do that right so i wonder if the studio didn't want cuz a motion picture now qualifies at 89 minutes ugh and the, I, I agree. I liked it when it was there was more details and more substance. Yeah. Unless those details ha- do not add to the plot at all. Exactly. Exactly. This, like I said, this is a movie that would have benefited from an extra thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I remember looking up at the at the clock, it was like an hour and ten in, and I'm like, "Holy crap! This movie's almost over." Mm-hmm. What the hell? Like we're not really getting anything else. Like what? 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 What are we supposed? to What's happening right now? Yeah, I think the movie is mostly tr- to it's strife. I think is what yeah. what the movie is trying to relay, like internally mm-hmm. within the family. You know, stress and this yeah. man bears no different than a couple of weeks ago. This man bears all the responsibility on his shoulders, and they get pregnant. Yeah. What are you thinking, dude? That's what I'm talking about. Like, first of all, uh, there's a whole lot of pharmacies laying around. You're going to tell me you can't find anything for protection? Like, you can't, there's nothing you can use? <laughs> you use old school I mean? methods, man. You know what I mean? Whatever you got to do, man. Um, so I get that. You know, you're not going to stop having relations, but man. Uh, well, and so, okay, let's figure out time frame here. So it's 13 months since the last, since the youngest had died. Yeah. That means that four months later, you get her pregnant. Yeah, people get divorced because a child dies, and you didn't. And and think of the think of the world they're in. Think of the extra stress they're in. Like what the and hell? And how quiet dude? you have to be. And you, we we saw also that there was that internal thing that she was dealing with the mother because she felt like it was her fault. She even says, you know, mm-hmm. I could have carried him. He wasn't that. I only had one bag. She said, Probably I could have carried him. So. I don't know. There was all, there was all those things. So there was other piece in the and uh, the one guy. Remember they came across the the, the dead woman and the, then we mm-hmm. the way I took it was that was his wife and he just found her and now he was in this state where he was just done. Um, mm-hmm. I get it, but it just felt like it felt like everything was just put in just to kind of give us an idea of this is what it is. But we're not telling you everything yet because you're gonna have to watch part two to get more of the story and understand. Because the way they ended it, it was like, oh god, they're gonna have a part two now. Because all of a sudden she's like Linda Connor, fucking one hand pumping a shotgun. Do you know what I mean? I mean, she didn't one arm pump pump it, but well, it's because she hurt her shoulder because the T one thousand put the thing right through her shoulder, <laughs> uh, and you then know he what had I mean? the other finger going right at her nose. 
it's it's it was for me it was weird it was it was a weird weird thing here's the other big plot hole i found okay so these things are completely blind except for when they hear you right then they can they can find you by sound Mm -hmm. how do they move around like bats put off sonar right they put off sonar but how are they not knocking in everything if they're blind kind of do but i i think part of it is that like Maybe that thing was navigating here. its way down down the steps, making sure not to step on that nail. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> everybody, ste- everybody did that. At, at, Dude, we knew it was coming when you saw that shit pull up. You saw that nail sticking up. You're like, okay, someone's gonna get it, and someone's gonna have to scream, or we're gonna see some. I mean, uh, just to watch that bite the inside of your cheek until God. it comes off. God. Uh, overall, though, like I said, the movie, we're going to get into the other pieces of, of this movie. But for me, I feel like the weakest piece was the plot. It was still enjoyable, but it was still kind of, for me, it left more to be desired. But was it tense and uncomfortable and yeah, eerie? Yeah, well, obviously, yeah. I, I think that's, I mean, the story and that, was. And I, for me, that, that goes towards, I think that comes more with the next pieces we're going to be talking into. Production. I think that feeds into that. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, no what about you, dude? Scene, do you, did way. you have anything else to say about plot? Um, yeah, uh, that that old guy in the woods. Wait five minutes, maybe. Yeah, he's lost it though, right? Like he's in, well, he's in yeah. that point where well, he just lost it. Yeah. But geez, yeah. you knew it was coming too, right? The way he scrunched up his face, you're like, oh, here it comes. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. He didn't. I care. thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna kill them actually first for potentially killing his wife <laughs> or assumptively, but yeah. that didn't happen. I was hoping like Krasinski would, would tackle him and like kind of knock him out or something and then bring mm-hmm. him back to the house. And then we get a little bit of interaction dialogue, something that happens, you know what I mean? Then he would be inviting danger within his entire family though. Oh, that's I think true. this is more like a loner movie and true. that's part of the weight of the world. And true, you know, true, true. All right. You want to move on to the cast? Yes. Yeah, let's get into the cast because the acting was not bad at all. Some might say it was good. Let's uh, start it with Emily Blunt, man. Um, Mary Poppins herself. There you go. What else has she been in? Um, I think she was in uh, Gone Girl. Was she the one in Gone Girl? No. Uh, no. She was in Adjustment Bureau, Devil Wears Prada, um, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Maybe I don't whatever. know much about Emily Blunt's work. I thought I'd, I thought I'd seen her in something. She was in Sicario. Did you watch that one? No. Okay. Well, she was in it though. <laughs> Maybe I just know her from being in this. Oh, she was in Looper. Didn't see that one either. Ooh, you would love that one. I heard. I heard it's There's pretty the sweet. There's the mob and time travel. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, dude, for me, uh, I'm going to say this about every, every, honestly, every, every person on this film. Superb acting. Absolutely superb acting. Mm-hmm. She was so good in, in this role. Um, you know, the believability in terms of the heartbreak of knowing that she should have, you know, been there for her son so that her son wasn't dead that guilt she felt um was there the um the concern as a as a mother the terror that she she you know portrayed was amazing like like you said when she hit that nail 
and mm-hmm. just her like you knew how much pain that was based on just the way she was acting dude insane labor insane like it's tops dude i can see why like if they got a lot of awards in terms of the acting and special effects and these kinds of things bro emily blunt for me was one of the standout performances in this film you know you remember in um men in black 2 i believe it was where will smith is relaying a lot of things to tommy lee jones about things that happened and he's like yeah you know i fought this guy you know he hit me you know it hurt um that quote always runs through my mind when something is legitimately like it hurts and you gotta like joke about it to make the pain go down it's like yeah that hurt god dude i just watching that like i said when we said it you saw her pull the burlap sap and that nail was coming up. I knew like, someone was going to get it. Going, I thought it was going to be the it's kid. It's going to make noise. I thought Stop it was going to be the kid, dude. I thought it was going to be the kid that would do it and then scream, but it was her. And then the fact that she had to hold it in, like literally just sweating because of the pain. Not just that, but the nail in her foot. Oh, God. For a moment, yeah. God, and just sitting there too and slowly lifting it out. Yeah, Emily Blunt was awesome, dude. What'd you think? I, I agree. I mean... I don't recognize her from anything else from, you know, like she has a very, I don't want to say normal look to her, but it's, she kind of looks like other women too. That mm-hmm. That's why I thought she was in she, Gone Girl. I totally she could thought be she Scarlett was in Johansson there. to a degree. Um, and, and probably a, a couple other actresses. Obviously she, she does, cha- her look does change a little bit, uh, a little bit from movie to movie. Okay. And, and, you know, so like she was a brunette in the Adjustment Bureau, which is a good movie. Uh, last time I remember seeing it. Um, she, um, you know, and, uh, you know, she's she just kind of her her look is a little different periodically. Yeah. What'd you think of Krasinski? Can I got to shut my door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for, for John Krasinski, I thought he did it. He played like the, 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 the man of the house, the, uh, the problem solver, uh, also the weight of the world on him. Like I said, uh, has to provide for his family. His wife is on the shelf right now because she's pregnant. He has to teach these two eventually potentially three children how to survive in this, this weird world that they're currently in. Um, and he didn't say much and it was, it was different, but honestly, Jack Ryan is, is, um, is, is very understated as well in, in a lot of his things when there's something that he has to do. It, it, the characters, I actually can see the characters are very similar. Um, this is like Jack Ryan. This is actually Jack Ryan's family in the future after yeah, this happens. About it. Yeah. He, um, they're both very understated unless something has to be said. Or if no one else is calling it out, he, they have to say it. Um, or if there's something that's incorrect or whatever, or something needs to be taught or or relayed, um, it, it's it's a lot of the same, quite honestly. Um, but I think it's I think he does a great job of being the the dad, the family man, the authoritative figure. Um, you, you realize that he is he he's putting a lot of contingency plans in place as well, which you don't realize what they are until they actually use them. And yeah. it's 
a really good setup in that in that regard as well. Yeah, I agree. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, uh, when you say the weight of the world, you're not kidding, dude, because this dude is also literally trying to figure out how to create a better cochlear for his daughter to actually hear, um, which is insane. Like we don't even know, so we don't even know what their backgrounds are. None of them. We don't know what they did for a living, but he knows something about this stuff: circuitry and and computers. He had a whole lot of monitors. He had a whole lot of uh, uh, surveillance. You know what I mean? So the dude obviously knows his tech. Um, well, yeah. he's also has that book at the end. That book is on the there by his helping hands, which is a the two clips uh, that are holding the the implant that he gave to the daughter halfway mm-hmm. through the movie. Wiki says that he is an engineer. That's what I figured. So we're not supposed that, to know that. I think I, I really feel like we're going to learn a lot more in the second one, and maybe that will help kind of tie these together and make it mm-hmm. this. Or maybe it was supposed to be, you know, the story told in two parts, like it, you know, it chapter one and chapter two, mm-hmm. because I think that's what it's called. Is is no? Is it chapter two or part two? Part two. Okay, never mind. Um, well, technically, you don't really see say, them say part anymore, right? Normally, it's so and so too. So a quiet place too. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Again, maybe it's going to be a little bit more clear. Um, but, dude, yeah, Krasinski, I thought, was was top on this, too. Great performance. You know, do I – and this goes back to the plot. Do I think his character would have done what he did at the very end? No. I think he would have made sure to cause the distraction, but he still needs to be around to take care of his family. So I don't think he would have done that. Mm-hmm. Um Again, that just speaks to the plot, but but Krasinski himself, man, I, I just echo what you say. A lot of it was he was he was top dude. He was pretty good. I wonder what will happen in the second one with the daughter because she turned her implant off, and yeah. at the end of the movie, they realize what the effect of that is, and will then she blame herself for the events that happened just before that? Yeah, we'll we'll have to see because um again, like I said. I thought this was a pretty decent movie aside from certain plot things, but, uh, but I'll definitely see the second one. Um, mm-hmm. he also did the mocap for the things who did John Krasinski. Did he really? Yeah. It says so right here on Wikipedia. That's pretty sweet, dude. Not bad. Um, now we always say this in movies, right? When you have child actors, it's always a hit or miss. For me, they all killed it in this mm-hmm. film. So we'll start with the oldest daughter. Uh, her name's Millicent Simmons. Is the actress who plays? I guess we were supposed her name was supposed to know her name was Reagan Abbott. Mm-hmm. They also have last names immediately, huh? <laughs> so yeah, she didn't know. No, she is deaf. She's deaf in real life. Um, and you know, one of the things that I saw was Krasinski said that it helped inform him, you know, on how this this should be portrayed, so that you know it was done more authentic uh, authentically authentically yeah that's the word right with more authenticity authenticity i like that one better uh dude she was good i thought she played very well you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and when i see films like this when i say a a person is a good actor it's because did they look believable when they were supposed to be terror terrorized you know when they looked absolute petrified when they were in fear uh did they really sell these kinds of things and i i think i thought all the kids did but i thought she was kind of a breakout so much so that i was just like who is this girl like where's where how how come i've never seen her before and and i looked at one thing exactly (laughs) uh which is awesome though which which is kind of isn't it is awesome man to think that Mm -hmm. she's got a whole you know her whole life ahead of her to put out some good work if she so chooses uh but yeah i thought she did a good job yeah i agree completely what'd you think about the boy 
Mr. No- Noah Jupe. Noah, Noah Jupe. Yeah, but he didn't do, he didn't have a whole, I mean, they don't have speaking parts to, right. you know, there's there's not a whole lot for them to, to speak and to, to remember and whatnot. So there wasn't a whole lot of, I mean, they just had to emote, yeah. which I think they did a very good job of, all of them did, did uh, you know, again, uh, they did they did quite a good job with, with that. With And I think part of that too could be, you know, from obviously that comes from direction and and I think with um, John Krasinski, you know, they might be like, oh, because every kid his age, it's like, oh, The Office is my favorite. Because remember, <laughs> it used to be friends a couple of years back, and uh, now it's yeah. The Office. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I get to work with Jim, and yeah. it's not Jim, by the way. It, <laughs> yeah. It's a different. It's a different guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's Jim's evil twin. Like remember how Michael Knight? I mean, there was with the mustache, <laughs> the mustache. Garth Knight. <laughs> yeah. And let's not forget Kit and Carr. Oh man, Carr was oh, blue with white. Man. That's amazing. But, but I think, you know, I would imagine because he's already, you know, so quickly become a very successful director and back end guy. I, I think that John Krasinski can really relate to a lot of these, you know, a, a lot of these different age groups in terms of who's working for him on set and just doesn't do it in like a demanding way. Imagine this kid working for Martin Scorsese. Not or, yet. Or, or even worse, David Fincher. <laughs> that kid wouldn't. That kid would be scared shitless. <laughs> but like, I, I would just imagine that John Krasinski on set, directing and and going through casting and such, can find what he's looking for, but also can bring out what he needs in the scene from from the actors. And 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 I think giving direction is only half of it. Taking direction is the other half. Obviously. Yeah. For sure, dude. Like, and this is a tiny cast. This is we're we're not looking at a big ensemble here, right? It's these two kids. Um, the other actor on the, the other little actor on the set was the four year old that gets kind of sucked away at the beginning of the film, uh, and then we just have the screaming man, right? The old man mm-hmm. in the forest, who is played by Leon Russom. Yeah, never. Heard. I mean, he's an old school actor. Obviously, he's older man in this film, so uh, he has made his name. He's an American actor. Bear, apparently a numerous television series back in Soap the day. Operas, Star Trek DS9, Star Trek 6, the movie, and just a, you know, he was in Big Lebowski and True Grit and just a bunch of other things. But he's got a, a, a subject here called selected filmography, which means he's been in pretty much everything as a guy that you won't recognize. Yeah. And so he's like, here are the ones that are somewhat a name you might know, a, a movie you might know. Um, yeah. What do I say about his performance? I guess <laughs> he was on the screen for like yeah. less than a minute and a half. And all he had to do was stand there and look dazed and then scrunch up his face and scream. He made the old bitter beer face. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what he did. So, uh, so yeah, those are the actors. Uh, that was the cast. That's our thoughts on the acting. Let's move on to the sound and the soundtrack. So this is a movie that you're not supposed to have sound in, right? Yeah, and, and I've said it before with like like the movie Devil with with M Night Shyamalan direct pr- yeah direct pr- one he didn't write it but. That, Presu- uh, presents i guess he's one of the like a producer he's, he's involved in it somehow yeah but you know when there's no soundtrack it's more eerie because you're expecting one yeah but when you walk through life unless you're crazy you don't have a soundtrack playing in your head 
I mean, yep. maybe some people don't aren't crazy and do have a soundtrack playing in their head, but I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to state what I know. And um, I know that if there's no sound from the people making sound, none of that, and there's no sound from audio tracks, I'm wondering what's coming around every corner. Yeah. So it just makes it more and more tense and, and unsettling. Now, the so- actual sound design, I mean, I, there was probably minimal score, right? At the, maybe at the very beginning or, or, or mm-hmm. things like this. It's super minimal because, again, the idea was is to really push the silence in terms of you're not hearing anything else except nature, the running of water, you know, the soft padding of, of feet on sand, you know, little things, super, super tiny. And that's the idea. I think they didn't want to take away from the fact that you're supposed to notice how loud you know, just slightly moving a pill bottle on a shelf sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said before, that, that kind of, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Going from, from the contrast from going from hearing when they showed the parents and then they showed the girl, right? And all of a sudden it was that just a, a real, real, real minimal hum, like super mm-hmm. low. But you could hear everything went out. You couldn't hear the trees. You couldn't hear the birds. You couldn't hear the bubbling brook. And then it would go back to the kid and then back here's the sound again. Or when we had it on her and you could hear that humming and she takes the cochlear out and then it's dead silence, complete silence. I mean, that that's for me, I thought that was great. The sound design on this film is amazing. The, the weird clicking sounds that those creatures made great mm-hmm. sound, you know, sounds on that. Um, yeah, it's it's even when they were playing with the dice. Remember, I was thinking to myself, why do they have dice that make like a rattling sound? They have everything else. So it doesn't. But the dice are still dice. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, they couldn't figure out how to make the pit. Pa- remember making big paper boxes, yeah. you know, and then just dotting them and making giant dice mm-hmm. out of them. Um, other than that, dude, like I thought, you know, like you said, it's perfect when you know how to not use sound or not use a soundtrack and still make the movie move. You know what I mean? Because this movie moved. Like I said, I looked up. I couldn't believe how much time had gone by. It, it just flew with how fast it moved. And it didn't need a soundtrack to push us that way or to make us feel anything. Because you could feel it based on the, the emotion, uh, the emoting. And 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 just, the just, again, like that stark contrast of silence and then the slight noises that really sound like cannon fire sometimes when it's that quiet. Yeah, I think they it, it was the perfect balance of no sound pretty much at all. And then when there was sound, if it was a tree snapping or the potential for sound like stepping on a nail, you're just like, uh-oh, like you're on edge. Yeah, seriously. Uh, let's move into the special effects because this film had some. I didn't, I didn't know. Just those creatures, dude. I mean, gore, they looked amazing. I thought they was a great design. They were, the design was great. And then when you, you know, they kind of went the way with Jaws where you don't see it right away. Mm-hmm. You just see bits and pieces. And mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Almost like Alien, right? Yeah, same idea. And then, and then, you know, eventually you see it. And like at the end, when you see the, like all the different parts moving around of the head because yeah. it's all sound. Or it's listening for all sound and the, I guess the like the membrane when it like 
pulls back the oh. the top it, whatever it so whatever cool. the ear canal is supposed to be and then all of a sudden when it focuses in all the sound that we're hearing gets louder like more magnified mm-hmm. like crickets were much louder than they were two minutes ago or two seconds ago well it's almost like that thing is like turning like an eye is looking mm-hmm. and it's got that that the shape is like a funnel so it just you know if you ever curl up a piece of paper and hold it to your ear yeah you can hear you know in that direction I, I, I'm sure you're enjoying the uh, the, the pantomiming that well, I'm it's doing like, right now. It's like anybody who has a pet, right? If you have a dog or a cat, you'll see them literally mm-hmm. move their ears in a direction mm-hmm. to catch that sound and hear better um, yeah. because it does. Like you said, it funnels that, that the sound waves in. And that's what this thing was doing. Dude, the design on these things were amazing. And I think you're right. Perfect balance of like of not seeing it for a minute, maybe getting a glimpse or two, and then the payoff when we do see it, how just disgusting it looks, and like scary, intimidating. And um, how believable it looks in the scene. Yes, it did. Because they used ILM. Yes, it was not RoboCop. Um, oh my, oh geez, that would have just ruined it. <laughs> that would have made a good movie awful. Like, all right. Um, really yeah. <laughs> uh, other effects like watching Emily step on a on a nail you know things like that just things that you don't think about oh yeah that was an effects that wasn't real right you know what I mean you say looked this. great looked amazing um the baby right like the 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 blood and all that stuff coming in the tub the blood smeared oh. everywhere it just looks so real the baby um initially I think it was did they use a real baby the entire time I think for a minute it looked like maybe it was like a, a not a puppet, but like a like an effect or like a you know what I mean? a practical effect. Not the maybe one not. from American Sniper, I hope. <laughs> but <laughs> but this, yeah, I thought it looked great, dude. I thought uh, overall this movie, in terms of the special effects, the the practical pieces, uh, looked good. Yeah, is there I, a I name think... for these creatures, by the way? Um, I don't believe so. No, they right? Just They're just blind extraterrestrial creatures. Extraterrestrial creatures in the. Uh, in on the wick on the okay. wiki whatever they were man those were phenomenal whoever did mm-hmm. the design nice nice job all right man what about we're at, we're at a point here where we talk about uh just kind of memorable scenes and quotes favorite parts of the movie so uh for that obviously the waterfall scene was pretty interesting where we get a little bit more you know they're not listening for you know really what we're up against to a degree like yeah. This is this is our data dump, but it's not done in a way of here's a monologue for a half hour or here's a flashback. Right. It's just right. here it is. This is what you need to worry about. Um and this is how you can this life hack so to speak. He's basically teaching his son how to be you know responsible for everyone else if he needs to if it comes to that. Right. Watch the movie. It may. Um but you know, it, it, there were a lot of payoffs too. Like he's fiddling around in the car, in that truck, initially at the beginning of the day, and then that comes into play later. That's part of the plot, yep. anyway. But um, you know, the the tenseness of the when they're in the grain silo. Um, what else? There was something else that was, um, like just the the emotional bond, the like the emotion that was relayed with no words between. Mm-hmm. Father and son, father and daughter, husband and wife. And there was a little bit more dialogue there. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that scene? I can't remember the scene now where something happened that was really memorable. Clearly, it's um, on my list. 
I got to go back and agree with you on that grain silo. I thought that was a phenomenal look. Well, and when the first right? pa- when the panel fell and like right after he had moved away from it. Yeah. Dude, it uh, looked so good. It really looked good. Uh, Just even think that that anxiety of feeling like what it would have been like to just be sucked under that, you know, just because there's no footing. So you just keep kind of sinking slowly. And no matter Mm -hmm. what you do, you can't crawl out, dude. I was feeling some kind of like almost hyperventilating for a second. It was it was pretty intense and it looked great. Like the camera angles looking Mm -hmm. straight down on him. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. even even like right up with him, almost like in Jaws, when it, the camera was in the water with you, almost with the water at eye level, it was mm-hmm. awesome. I thought that looked good too. Yeah, that scene was great. Um, the the very beginning, dude, when that kid got snatched, I didn't mm. expect that. I thought they were going to get him in time. So when that happened, I was just like, whoa. Uh, I didn't expect the end at all. Didn't see that at all. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what? Like, holy crap, he really just went that way. Well, and, and, you know, too, like right before that, where he says, go make a noise for mom, mm-hmm. because when you come, when they come back from, I guess, all day fishing, they had, uh, the lights were not yellow, yeah. they were red, which I guess was a way to signify there's danger, danger. Yeah. or she's pregnant or both, because if she's pregnant, she's going to have a baby, the baby's going to make noise. Yep. Which is still danger. Yeah. Which was weird too. Like they build this box and have the, you know, the oxygen tank and everything for this baby just to put the baby in there and not have it cry. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, this is a crazy experiment, even on like social commentary. Like, what's that? Because, like, isn't that the big debate? Nature versus nurture, how much nurture a person needs to develop in a, in a certain way. And this kid's in a box, bro. You know, no, t- no human touch with his birth mother, you know, except for when he's not crying. Yeah, that was, um, that was, I thought it might have been like a mixture of like nitrous to, <laughs> like just to keep just it quiet. Sleep, yeah. Well, They're just gassing their kid, newborn. Kid uh, would hate life, but be, um, not be tired ever. I did like too, at the very end when the girl, I like that scene when she realized like the the feedback from her mm-hmm. thing was messing with the alien and then she looked over and like put the two and two together the the what is it the, the uh the microphone microphone the or whatever it is yeah. yeah that was pretty sweet too and the way that thing looked as it's like jittering it couldn't take it and it fell over all dazed out and i thought it was dead but then i was like oh no here it comes <laughs> but overall dude yeah i mean for me you know there was a lot of spots in this movie that were were pretty intense they were also intense where you're just kind of like holding your breath like oh man what's next right mm-hmm. so all right let's get into the ratings you want to do that you want to go first what what's what are we doing did we decide we're doing the uh yeah we're gonna co- re- cochlear implants the, no, the we're gonna, bearded we're gonna go jim out, halperts yeah we're gonna go out of five uh maximum of five bearded jim halperts let's do okay. it so this movie um your perspective on the plot was a little different than mine I thought that it was a little bit more well-rounded and it was just shorthand, which I'm fine with. I can connect the dots. I can make those leaps of logic. The attention to detail was really good. I didn't see any animals. I didn't see very many birds. Just the raccoons. You're right. Yeah. And they're wild animals uh, and they're quiet most of the time. The birds uh, probably can't reach them. Yeah, Uh, true. um, so there was that, there was, you know, the attention to the, to the house, the way the floorboards were painted, the stairs, um, 
all the different things that that uh, that um, Lee was doing in his little uh, military bunker, if you will. Uh, he was trying to figure out, you know, he had a whiteboard of what 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 was the weakness. They, there's how many outside. There's you know, just just all that information was on, was in the background, not an Easter egg, but it was kind of on Front Street so that we could at least see it mm-hmm. and it could give us the information we needed to know. The acting was great. The sound, or in some cases, lack of sound, was was very. I think it evoked that proper response that I always like to look for, um, and just the other things that they did, like like the sand, um, and and basically he runs a farm where you have to do, uh, you have to do your daily um, maintenance. You know this this fence post is is you know leaning over or whatever the case may be. Um, so, um, you know, so all that was, you know, was, um, I can, I can relate to that. It, you know, it makes it a very believable thing. So, you know, all that said, you know, and and again, including the plot, I thought the plot was, was serviceable. Um, I do see your points, um, but I still have to give this at least, and I think I'm going to stick with 4.25 out of five bearded Jim Halpert. So he's got like maybe some short sideburns. On the fifth one. <laughs> Very nice, dude. Very nice. Uh, I echo a lot of what you said aside from the plot. For me, I needed a little more. I felt like it was... F- and I think what it was is I came into it maybe giving it higher expectations than I should have, knowing that it had gotten so many accolades that this was supposed to be a very, very good movie. So it was good in terms of everything else, man. Acting was superb. I mean, I can't, I cannot look at any piece of this film and say, oh, that's not believable. Aside from the plot piece, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, of letting the kid walk behind by himself or, you know what I mean? Things like that. But just um, plan. He, I forgot it plans a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, overall, though, you know, again, superb in terms of the way it looked. These creatures were terrifying looking and amazing. The movements were great. Uh, you know, the, the acting, again, acting, all, all of them, the kids, the the adults, amazing performances. It looked great, too. Cinematography was nice, man. A lot of nice shots, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of shot establishing shots to give us this idea of this is them out there by themselves on that in the on the farm. You know what I mean? Um, all of that I thought was was amazing. You know, special effects, all of that stuff was great. I just needed a little more in terms of the story. So because of that. um and that, and that's the thing. I think we talked about it more, and so it made me see things a, a little bit differently. But attention to detail for real was phenomenal on this film. Like I'd mm. like to go back and just see it again too, and just really just more to pick out things and be like, oh, look it, they did this because you can't. You know what I mean? Really, a, really done to well. That point. I'm sorry. To that point, there's a YouTube channel where this guy watches mostly it's Marvel and DC movies just to pick out the things in the background, but he'll watch them at quarter speed just to see i mean i guess he's got nothing to do for <laughs> 16 hours his channel the channel pays for his for him to do it dude i suppose but like he'll pick out and be like all right so there's this in the background that you didn't see before there's that there's you know and he'll you know circle it and whatever but i wonder if that wouldn't i'm not doing it but i wonder if <laughs> you know you wouldn't see even like more that. right mm-hmm. um so for me, only because I felt like I needed a little bit more in the plot and there was a couple holes I looked at and I was just like, ah, oh, that just doesn't make sense. And the biggest one was the end. It just, that that did throw me. I felt like what we got, 
out of the limited time we got with these characters, I felt like I got to know this guy to the point where I don't think that would have been the choice, you know, even, even in like that kind of moment of, of helplessness where he's like, I don't know what to do here. I feel like that's not him. I feel like he, there would have been a way for him to go do something else to create a distraction, you know? Yes. But he was also very wounded. Did you notice that big gaping wound in his yeah, chest? So maybe he already thought, eh, there's no doctors around. I'm going to go anyway. Let me, uh, they don't have any, uh, what is that? Sea locks. Yeah. Stuff that you pour on that, <laughs> you know, basically seals it up. F- foam. It just fills it up with foam, foam seal it up. Yeah. Um, so for me, this movie comes in at a clean, uh, 3.85. That's real. Jim clean. Halpert's, uh, bearded Jim Halpert's dude. <laughs> 3.85. That's, real, that's a real round number. <laughs> that's three Jim Halpert's with Halpert looking slightly scruffy. You know what I mean? Like we, he's in that he's in the itching phase where it's, he's got it's the lemmy. getting really scratchy. He shaved the bottom of the chin. <laughs> and he's just got everything else on there. Got the lemmy. So <laughs> there you go, dude. That's uh, that's my thoughts on it. Um, again, enjoyable. I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I just remember I just finished it going like, really? That's what everybody went crazy about? Like I would I wanted more if I heard people went crazy. But then again, you know, to each. I think their it own. was such a change from like loud live action. Let's do this. Let's do that. Everything's CG and. It's just four or five people living in a house. Great. And I love that. In, in, in a basement of a barn, quite honestly. I love that piece, dude. It mm-hmm. really it gave me the the old school um, Night of Living Dead vibes. You know what I mean? Just them interacting in the house with the outside danger. Because even those spots when you heard them like hitting the ceilings and stuff mm-hmm. when they when they first made that noise. Oh, that's creepy, dude. Um, all right. Let's see. What are we doing next week? Oh, we're going into February watching international films that we've never seen. And our first one on deck is Midsummer. Midsummer? Midsummer? I guess we'll hear how they say it in the film. Midsummer. Can you feel that? The energy coming up from the earth? Look, the trees too, they're breathing. Nature just knows instinctually how to stay in harmony. Everything just mechanically doing its part. You guys are like my family. You're like my real, actual family. Danny? Sorry. Uh, I'm gonna go for a walk. I can walk too. Uh, so, no, I'm gonna... With that, we're going to leave you guys. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Silence Your Phones. Uh, we really appreciate your your uh, patronage. And uh, make sure you head over to the website, bicbp-radio.com. Check out all the other shows on the network. Make sure you give them some support as well. Show them some love. We'll be back next week. Sean, what do you got to tell the people before we're out? Wear your mask. I coughed in mine last week, and it eventually turned yellow from coughing in it so much. Not from COVID. 
but from being in a dusty place. So wear your mask because I saw physical results from wearing it. Boom. There you go. Now it's time for you guys to unsilence your phones.